Blog Talk Radio. What's your definition of greatness? I think the definition of greatness is to inspire the people next to you. My parents were, were great. You know, growing up, you know, they instilled in me the importance of imagination, of curiosity. And understanding that, okay, if you want to accomplish something, I'm not just going to sit here and say, yes, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can, but you have to also put in the work to get there. You grow up as a kid thinking that all things are possible if you put in the work to do it. You, know, you grow up having that fundamental belief. My father uh, was really influential at a really critical time where I, you know, I had a summer where I played basketball when I was like 10 or 11 years old. And here I come playing and I don't score one point the entire summer. I scored not a free throw, not a nothing, not a lucky shot, not a breakaway layup, zero points. And I remember crying about it, being upset about it. And my father just gave me a hug and said, listen, whether you score zero or score 60, I'm going to love you no matter what. That is the most important thing that you can say to a child. It gives me all the confidence in the world to fail. But to hell with that, I'm scoring 60. From there, I just went to work. And I just wow. I stayed with it. I kept practicing, kept practicing, kept practicing. I think that's when the idea of understanding a long-term view became important. Because I wasn't going to catch these kids in a week. I wasn't going to catch them in a year. Right? So that's when I sat down and said, okay, this is going to take some thought started creating a menu of things. Mm. When I came back the next summer, I was a little bit better. Open shots, not miss open shots. Be able to shoot it with speed because those kids are so much more athletic. It's a simple thing of math. If you want to be a great player, if you play every single day, two, three hours, every single day, over the course of a year, how much better are you getting? If you're obsessively training two, three hours every single day over a year, over two years, you make quantum leaps. Go up every single day, do the work. They're looking at me as if, okay, this kid's soft. Right? He's from the suburbs of Philadelphia. They felt like they could try to be physical or try to intimidate me and do all this other stuff, which they couldn't. Now I'm saying, okay, well, you're trying to attack me. How am I going to attack you? One of the things I would do is, while everybody would be at the cafeteria work, you know, eating and doing all this other stuff, I'd just go back to the gym. Yeah, I may be from the suburbs, but you're not going to outwork me. Right, look at things, things that they're smallest. A lot of times the game starts moving really fast. But if you train yourself to watch hours and hours of film, the game's not moving that fast anymore. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's an obsessiveness that comes along with it. You want things to be as perfect as they can be. Understanding that nothing is ever perfect. But the challenge is try to get them as perfect as they can be. So how can we teach our children what it means to work hard? Well, you do it through training. Right? So when I get up in the morning, my daughter goes with me. 4 a.m., my 15-year-old goes with me. It becomes a daddy-daughter thing. Through that process, she understands the value of hard work. So it's through those behaviors um, um, is where I find the motivation to mm. do it. Well, what does losing feel like to you? Uh, it's exciting because it means you have different 
um, ways to get better. There's certain things that you can figure out that you can take advantage of, right? Certain weaknesses that were exposed. Mm. There are answers there if you just look at them. It's a constant process. It's exciting when you win, it's exciting when you lose because the process should be exactly the same. The hardest thing is to face that stuff. I think it's the fear of, of starting anew. When you play for 20 years, I play for 20 years, you reach a certain level, you're like, okay, wait a minute, I have to start again at the base of a mountain and try to climb the top of this mountain. First of all, what mountain am I climbing? I don't even know, like, what the hell am I going to be doing? The thing that helped me actually was hurting my Achilles because that forced me to sit there and say, okay, the day could be today that your career is over. First question I asked, which is the wrong question, is what's the biggest industry I can get into? I said, okay, stop thinking of it that way. You're thinking of it the wrong way. Why did you start playing basketball? Because I loved it. All right, what do you love to do? Oh, I love to tell stories. Mm. All right, let's do that. I think stories is what moves the world. Nothing in this world moves without story. And so I think that is the root of everything. And if we're going to try to make the world a better place, story is the right place to start. Yeah. From uh, one of my English teachers at Lower Marion named uh, uh, Mr. Fisk. He had a great quote that said, rest at the end, not in the middle. And that's something I always live by. I'm not going to rest. I'm going to keep on pushing now. There are a lot of answers that I don't have. Even questions that I don't have. But I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going. And I'll figure these things out as you go. Right? And you just continue to build that way. So that, I try to live by that all the time.
Those people seem very odd, budget artists. They've all been to the place that sends you mad. The place that sends you mad? Yes, and you'll have to go in there as well. That's your next task. What do we have to do in this place that sends you mad? Oh, nothing much. You have to obtain a certain permit which will then allow you to go on to the next task. I see. Nothing but a simple administrative formality. That's right. A formality. A simple formality. You merely have to ask for permit number A38. All right, Obelix. What is it? We want a copy of permit number A38. Want a register in Gully? No, we sent it to the wrong place. You need to ask at the Harbour Master's office down at the port. What? Uh, no, uh, we don't want to register a galley. We want a copy of permit number A38. The port. You'll find it at the other end of town. It's down by the seaside. We don't want to go to the port. We want a copy of permit number A38. A? Permit number A38! Here, there's no need to shout. What manners? Where do you think you are by Jupiter? Appliance window number one. Left-hand corridor, last door on the right. Got it? Last door on the right? Last door on the right? There is no door on the right. Uh, he must have got it wrong. Let's try the door opposite. And who gave you permission to come into my office? Oh, uh, we're looking for window one. Consult the floor plan on the sixth floor. And close the door. Impertinence. Now, where were we, Miss Arnica? <sighs> These stairs are pretty steep. Carry on. This one? No, this is the fourth floor. We want the sixth. This is the plan. Can't make it out at all. Oh, no, here it is. Window number one is on the ground floor. First corridor on the right. We just want a copy of permit number A38. You have been misdirected. You have to apply to window number two. Next door to this one? No, that one is window eight. I can't remember where they put number two. Ask them at the desk. But, but... Where's window two? I 
gentlemen to come down, some of us are trying to work. And what is the problem, may I ask? I've no idea, Mr. Prefect, sir. They keep jabbering a lot of nonsense. We, uh, we're looking for window uh, two. Window two. Where exactly did they put that one? The last time anyone saw it, it was somewhere on the third floor, corridor B, door six, Mr. Prefect, sir. Well, then, there you are, gentlemen. There was nothing to get so worked up about. We seem to be getting somewhere now. Mm, I'm not all that confident. So then she bought some material from a Phoenician trader to redecorate her cubiculum. Put hangings over marble, how off? Oh, well, you know her. The kind has always got to show off. And mind you, she can't even afford to keep a slave or so. Uh, miss. She sold off her Iberian, claiming that she preferred to do her housework herself. But I know that her husband's financial situation... Excuse me. Oh, can't you see I'm busy? Where was I? The financial situation. Oh, yes. Poor old Claudius, you know. He worked up a nice little business building viaduct. Well, dear, the last... Excuse me, Miss... By Jupiter, how rude people are these days. What do you want? Permit A38. Have you filled in the blue form? The blue form? No. Then how do you think you're going to get permit A38? Where can I get hold of his blue form? Window one. I've been there. That's right, dear. That viaduct at the first breath of wind, crash. Did it collapse? Nothing left but some ruins. Still, they look picturesque in the country. She's at lunch. But you could apply to window 35. Ask them down at the desk. You're at the party beginning to get me down! Fill in this form and then you'll be able to get the pink form. What pink form? The one you need in order to get permit A38, window 12, second floor, staircase B, corridor J. <laughs> You need the yellow form, window 7 on the fifth floor, staircase K, corridor W. Get the green form, window 14 on the first floor, staircase F, corridor T. Get maroon form, window 56 on the sixth floor, staircase C, corridor T. Get the violet form, window 46. The purple form, window 58, We shall never get out of here, Asterix. The magic potion won't be any help to us here. We'll go mad, and we'll be Julius Caesar's slaves. Not if I know it. Uh, now, it's true the magic potion's not any good in here. But I know what. We shall have to fight them with their own weapons. You watch this. <laughs> Is this where I get permit number A39? Don't you mean A38? No, for permit A38... No, 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 no. What I want is permit number A39 as stipulated in the new circular B65. In the new circular B65? Wait here. Here. Ever heard of circular B65? Hmm. Circular B65? The one about permit A39? Not me. We shall have to find out from the head of filing systems of material not yet coordinated. Is he on the fifth floor, staircase Z, corridor V now? Mm. No. His office has moved to the second floor, staircase H, corridor M. Shall we go? Yes, come on. 
Circular B65. About permit A39? No, the messages a new provisional material center must have forgotten to let us know. They're on ground floor, staircase two, corridor U. The what? A new circular, and I haven't even been told. Now I'll see the assistant head of non-transmitted material. Where's he? Well, go and ask down at the desk. Carry on without me, Miss Arnold. Alcohol. I'm so lit, I need Tylenol. All of my people are free, I'm on. I've been there with one of the cheetahs. 
give me the ball, take a top shift Call my girls and put them all on a spaceship Hang one night when you say I'll make you famous Have you ever seen a crowd going eight Get my money fast and go It's a problem. 
it only produces when you break it to a higher level and start thinking in a higher level that it produced that. That's why the white boy even know that, who ain't already got no melanin. They teach their children, they into all the Star Wars and the superheroes and the superhero that and the comic books and all that shit. What you perceive yourself is what you are. So you got to stop perceiving yourself as just an everyday Negro. And stop perceiving yourself as sons and daughters of God. Now ain't no way in hell no sons and daughters of God supposed to be walking around this motherfucker talking about both. You're supposed to be ruling God's systems and universes. So therefore, you got to start programming the melanin, which is the actual way you program the actual alchemy process. It's thought. The physical is an illusion. It doesn't exist. So you have to program through thought. Y'all getting it? Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's see. A few other things here. What time is it? Huh? Tune in. Okay. Let's, 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 let's deal with this right now. We're going to come back. We're going to come back tomorrow. Let's deal with this. If the religion that you have is designed to shut down your God principle, you can call it the archetypes of the collective unconsciousness, then what they speak against that, you, that makes you scared of is your actual, actual power. Now what I mean by that is this. We're talking about certain ancient words that you think now has been turned into something negative that it wasn't before. And this is what it means. The word demon that you think is negative is your higher melanated spirit. And give you a case in point on what I'm talking about is this. A brother called me back in 95. He said, I've been going, he said, I've been, I was born with a veil. You know, that's the southern word of, I was born psychic. Right. Or I was a seer. Right. So I was born with a veil and I could see. He said, now ever since I was a little boy, these damn evil spirits been following me. He said, it's about three of them. He said, all my life, he said, I done gone to all kind of people. And those particular people that I have gone to have take, told me all kinds of things to get rid of them. And brother, they still bothering me. What do you know that I can do to stop this? And right then the spirit said, Motherfucker, them ain't no demon. Them his motherfucking boys. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, them your boys, man. You supposed to congratulate them and say, hey, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I understand now. I'm on such a low level to when I look up at what is God now, that scares me because it's remotely different than what I fall into. That's heaven coming to get you out of hell and you scared of heaven. I say, greet him. Pull our bases to him and tell him to come on in. He greeted the pull our bases and they came up and said, Hey, man. Lord, brother, we've been trying for 37 years to get with you. We used to hang out in a previous life, but you incarnated back into the physical and we are still on this plane. And ever since and we've been trying to get to you for years, because it's been thousands of years. But what happened was, is you were so ignorant in the other incarnation, but this time when you were born in a veil, you could see us, so therefore we figured we could visit you because you had some type of consciousness. 
But he was hooked up in that in orthodox Islam. They were calling them gems and shit. He said, we've been trying to get with you since you was a little boy. You are out there important. You see? So what you call demons is called Asgodamian. Like it or not, we all come hardwired with a complete set. Twelve six-pack. The Gnostic demons are units of untamed natural forces within ourselves, are melanated forces, that we have ignored, denied, and disowned. They purpose to do, our, to do their mischief when, when our will is will and is, is ambiguous and our existence is low. After we have committed an embarrassing act of, unbelie of unbelievable stupidity, you are really referring to them when you slap yourself and say, I am my own worst enemy. As long as they are ignored, they are uh, uncontrolled, they are dangerous and hungry beasts in, in, in an abandoned zoo. Now, what this means is this. What this means is this. The ancient word for that is called agodamian, or demon, which is the melanin spirit. Which is the melanin spirit. I told you about books on Gautier. Alex Crowley said that the Gautier spirits, but those particular so-called demon spirits that the Christianity is telling you not to deal with, is nothing but the leftover portions of the brain that the science tells you your ass don't use. Remember they say we only use a small portion of our brain? Yeah. That's when you tap into the real deal science of the melanin and the real deal archetypes of your brain. It's so unusual in this regular, rational, mundane shit that you go through until you get scared. But that's your higher self coming and say, man, if you really tap into this shit and face your own soul, we can fuck up some shit. You see? But in order to pray for that, you got to pray to your higher self. But so to pray to God, hell, all people are God. As the Bible says, you might be praying to some black man on his front porch, and that motherfucker might be on crack. He's still a God. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So you got to understand the talk and put honor to yourself. You know what I mean when I say this? You do this shit all the time. See, the society tell your ass, people who talk to themselves is crazy. <laughs> but you know you've been talking to your goddamn self for years. Just when the motherfucker comes around, you say, who are you talking to? Oh, I was saying <laughs> Why do you talk to yourself? You talk to yourself because that's your higher self you're talking to and ain't nobody around. You do it all the time. What you got to do now is you got to start referring to the energy and all, all the God that you're looking for. The higher God has made the law to put it within you. Say the only way you're going to get to me is through yourself. So you can't get to the Father but through the Son. Not through some old motherfucker hanging on some damn cross. You worship a dead motherfucker, you screw. <laughs> he a motherfucker that couldn't even save himself from the cracker from the Romans, and I'm going to give the, the trust to that pastor. He's about to come better than that shit. Because I know some motherfucker white people better than that shit. <laughs> okay, okay, let me just say. The key on what I'm saying is this. We'll be back tomorrow. Is the power that you are looking for is in yourself. This is not blasphemy. This is not so-called sacrilegious. What it's saying to heaven is within. 
you got to start referring to yourself. Now you, you, you can't even look at it as it's an objective entity. What you got to do now is start referring to yourself as God too. You see what I'm saying? And now you got to stop doing this. So now you don't need to be praying no more. You're supposed to do this. And this is what it says. The entities that you used to pray to when you was a, a young child, they used to be your guardians. But as you become an adult or become God, they become your servants because they're only forces of elements that can only be willed and commanded by you. So all of God that you pray into, you're supposed to be telling them to get off your ass. Because it ain't a physical body as you think. It's forces of elements. Water, air, fire, earth. You understand what I'm saying? Energy. So you got to command the energy. That's what the whole, that's what Yoda, which was down. If you go get the, the picture of Horus, you'll see Heru standing on some crocodiles and you'll see the god best behind his head. That's damn Yoda. Did you see the Star Wars? You see they put him on the back? That was Yoda. Actually, you know what that was? That was his higher self on the inside talking to him. But Yoda said, you got to use the force all around you. This shit is authentic because he read red since the doggone books to get it and to hear all the thousand faces. Law. Put on the mind of God is what you have to do. What does that mean? Go get something, but you already got it. El Fatah. Open is your work. The becoming is your work. Everything you need, you got it. If somebody says, Be ye perfect. You'd have to already be perfect because you can't put pieces together to make perfect those apart. Perfect is one. Undivided. Unbroken. Complete. Well, brother, let me tell you something. You already got it. You already are it. You just don't know it. And what I mean is this thing here does not know it is perfect. It keeps telling you you're making mistakes. You don't know what you're doing. You can't do that. You don't know how to do that. I'm poor. I ain't got. I don't know what. That ain't where the mind of Christ works. But that's what you want to quiet in your mind. And put, I can, I know how, I am. I so desire. For whatever it is you so desire, you decree it, declare it, and proclaim it. That's how you get it, because that's how you got everything else you got. As to whether you did it consciously or subconsciously, it doesn't matter. You have three levels of mind. The super, the conscious, and the subconscious. And you think on all three of them. It's what you're thinking that makes the difference. If you're subconscious, keeps making you make mistakes it's because you keep telling it to do so. And as long as you tell your mind it's broken, it's going to behave like a broken mind. It's going to keep you poor, hungry, and scared. That's imperfect. Turn that shit around. I am G. 
O-D. Right now. I am master, able, and noble. Right now. That's your prayer. For transforming yourself to G-O-D. And don't accept anything less than that. Stop being a servant. Stop groveling in your prayers. Claim your divinity. Claim your godhood. Claim the knowledge of the universe. Claim your wealth. Noble Drew Ali told the Moors, each and every one of you is supposed to inherit a million dollars. And he said that in 1920-something. How many millionaires we got now? Hell, you can't... You, what do you mean not many? We got... So many, we can't even count them, man. Where are you living at? I'm trying to tell you something. You have to get you past poverty with this. Quit thinking, poor. Quit thinking, I don't have it. I don't, I can't get it. Don't look up and see somebody else hit the numbers for $20 million and they tell yourself, I, I can't, I, I, I ain't. I. What the hell are you talking about? Why can't you turn around and tell yourself just the opposite? I didn't win 20 million. That's what the sister did when she opened up the Bible. And the Spirit told her to read those verses in that chapter. And then when she got ready to close the book, the Spirit told her, don't close that book. Write them numbers down. <laughs> and, 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 and carried them to the window. Wait a minute. I'm talking about right here in New York. A black woman who used to scrub floors for a living. Six million dollars that weekend. She ain't scrubbing nobody's damn floors no more. You know what I'm saying? You know? Quit reaching for the bottom. And the money's on top. Real money. And, and don't ask God for some money. Because a penny is money. And he'll give you a penny if you ask for a penny. You know what I'm saying? Quit asking for cheap shit. <laughs> Damn supermarket full of steaks. You go in there and buy some damn beans and rice. What is you doing? You know what I'm saying? Get up here. Why is it you don't think you're supposed to live a wonderful, pleasant, prosperous life? Who told you you weren't supposed to do that? Nobody but you. Well, quit doing that. Yeah, quit going for the okey-doke. It's okey-doke. I'm poor. It's okey-doke. I ain't got shit. It's okey-doke. You know, I'm sick. It's okey-doke. You know, I don't know shit. It's okey-doke. <laughs> quit, quit going for okey-doke. You hear me? Now I'm talking to your spirit. Because that's what's going to get you out of poverty. And that's what's going to get you out of hell. It's the God within yourself. That's the one you're looking for. That's your best friend. And that's the only one who will be with you forever. When Jesus goes somewhere else, that God will still be there. You sure enough want to make him and her your best friend. A God that will always tell you the truth. Only if you will always Listen, when you stop listening, everybody 
starts telling you a lie. Because that's what you're looking for. When you stop listening to your own truth, take the responsibility of being God. How do you get there? One way, and one way only, by desire. You have to want to be God. You can't get there no other way. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire is the law of mind in action. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire. If you do not have the desire to become God, you are not going to become God, certainly not by accident. That's a car running over you, not God. You have to have it in here. If you want to be a servant, that's already in there. That's easy. Upgrade. You heard the statement, all grow up. Well, yeah, grow up. <laughs> and find out you might be 25 feet tall. That's the Reverend Biscuit in me coming out there. I can't trust these niggas, they be switching sides. Trapping in the band up with your bitches side. Money new, hundreds blue, I just spent a dime. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Me and you are not the same, we on a different time. Try and lie me when you find me, better grip your knife. But definitely Fabiani, we on a different time. Had to hustle and rob, they ain't leave me a choice. This can't be life, Jay-Z and Bean's voice. Never had a nine to five, I ain't believing that. So the block is where I decided I'm eating that. The staircase is where the fiends used to meet me at. Police searching me, looking for work, but I was cheeking that. Was on that block every night, getting to that bag. Wanted that Kooji and Versace shit Biggie had. Cooking that cocaine till it turned hard. I'm living in hell, still believing in God. I got faith like I'm Frank White. Fiends don't want that work if it ain't right. Niggas don't want you coming up if they ain't eating. The block's jumping, I'm out here. I ain't leaving. I'm popping. I ain't one of these lame niggas. Me and Carmelo Anthony fucking the same strippers. Going hand in hand is what made me a boss. I know how to bounce back after taking the loss. See tough guys turning the bitches in court. Judge made them realize they ain't as tough as they thought. Bodies done dropped for this money I got. I earned these diamonds that I got in my watch. I earned these diamonds that I got in my chain. I treated myself for putting in all of that pain. I can't trust these niggas, they be switching sides. 
Trapping in the band up with your bitches up Money new, hundreds blue, I just spent a dime Me and you are not the same, we on a different time Me and you are not the same, we on a different time Me and you are not the same, we on a different time Try and lie me when you find me, better grip your knife But definitely Fabiani, we on a different time I just wanna open this up, telling y'all I'm opening up I wanna be able to smell it before I open it up That shit ain't potent enough, I be plotting low in the cut Looking at the TV like that's supposed to be us But who am I to blame, I'm still a student of the game I maneuver without the rain and bring my shooters when I aim Yeah, I need a bitch that's a down one when them pounds come Make this out of town run, don't lead till your round's done Time to time I still chop it up with the old hags They told me how most niggas snitch when you go fast Told me to switch the hustle to flow dead My brother Pop died and flow dead You ain't quote dead Sometimes I still wish I had a brick for the coke heads Pull up with a mountain of snow and tell them go sled Remember Halloween's back when we used to throw eggs Still in mopeds, they would fuck with the Pope said Nigga, which one you happen to pick? Judge by 12 or carry by 6 Granddad said be careful with the drugs Don't let them defeat you I said I don't do the drugs I just tell them the people He told me it's cold love when you going up Couple niggas come through and see how you holding up Pictures on your cell wall that you was holding up Give it some time, them packages and them bitches start flowing up I can't trust these niggas, they be switching sides Trapping in the band up with your bitches side Money new, hundreds blue, I just spent a dime Me and you are not the same, we on a different time Me and you are not the same, we on a different time Me and you are not the same, we on a different time Try and lie me when you find me, better grip your knife But definitely Fabiani, we on a different time Many people ask this empowering questions. What's wrong? Who's to blame? Why me? Those questions keep us on a downward spiral of picking up on the database of human consciousness and all of its woes and complaints and fears and doubts and worries that move through the mind of the human experience. The real life visioning process is based upon asking questions that are empowering, that empower us. What's trying to emerge in my life? What gift do I have to give? How much power can flow through me? This is how it works. Behind every problem that we have, there's a question trying to ask itself. Behind every question, there's an answer trying to be revealed. Behind every answer, there's an action trying to be taken. And behind every action, there's a way of life trying to be born. So if you're perennially stuck in disempowering questions, your perception becomes very small, you become reactionary, and the actions that you take are just busyness. Survival busyness has nothing to do with embracing a large goal or a great vision for your life. So we ask, And I implore you to ask powerful questions. We want to ask questions. What gift am I to give to the world? What is trying to emerge in my life? You could even ask, what is my next step to take 
in the downloading, the articulation, and the living of my vision. Now here's the deal. As you begin to ask empowering questions, you begin to activate the soul faculty of hearing. One of the arts that have been lost in our world is the art of listening. Individuals fail to listen and they fail to comprehend. Listening is a lost art. You want to bring listening back in your spiritual practice. So in life visioning, as we begin to feel that we're surrounded by a universal presence of divine love, we begin to ask the question, what is the vision for my life? What is the universe seeking to express through me? What is the idea that the universe is trying to make as my life? What's trying to emerge? And then we have a moment of pure listening. Without judgment or censorship, we just begin to listen. And that which is called the still, small voice, we begin to understand, it be, after a while becomes the only voice. The chatter in the mind, we no longer hear that. We begin to hear what's trying to emerge. I want you to begin to practice for a moment. I want you to begin, even with your eyes open, first with your eyes open, begin to feel that you're surrounded by an atmosphere of love. The universe is for you, there's nothing against you. Begin to think about times in your life where someone really supported you and loved you. They got you, they understood you. They weren't trying to get anything from you, they just loved you. I want you to feel into that. And I want you to understand that that is just a small figment of how the universe loves you. Just a little bit. But feel into that love right now. Now close your eyes. You feel that you're in a safe environment and you are truly loved. With every breath you take, that feeling of being loved is being amplified. Remember, you're on purpose. You are an on purpose with a purpose to reflect and to reveal the cosmos in a way that has never quite happened before. Now ask this question. What idea is the universe trying to express through me? What is seeking to emerge in my life. What is the universe up to as my life? Now listen with that inner ear. What is the universe up to as your life? Not what society wants you to do, not what your parents want you to do, not what your college system wants you to do, not what your religion wants you to do, but this God have in store for you? What does the universal presence have in store for you? Listen. See with the inner eye. Feel with your heart. And allow it to articulate itself to you. This is a vision. It's not in the future. It's in you right now.
All right. Um, I've decided to make the price at the door the same price. Um, so uh, hope to see y'all come out. For 10 to 6, it's going to be at the Marriott. Um, it's going to be, let me give y'all the address just in case you would like to attend. All right. Um, it's going to be at St. Louis Grand, 800 Washington Avenue. All right, that's in St. Louis, 63101. All right, we start at 10 a.m. All right, um, and we're going to end right around about 6, all right? So, hope to see y'all there. Come on out, get some of this information. All right, so with that being said, man, um, peace to the gods. Welcome to the show. You know, I just I just got back from Philly, man. I had a good time out there. Um, great city. Uh, a lot of a lot of history out there, man. So um, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get out there soon to get that seminar done as well. All right. Um, so let's let's jump right into it today. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quick uh, with our with our, our our little Friday class here today because um, I want to drop some information on y'all, um, and then we're gonna open up the call lines. Right. So um, you know. A lot of us know this, right? If you listen to the show, then you know what statutes are. You know the difference between a statute and an ordinance, right? Um, but there's a there's a general misconception that statutes that are passed by your legislatures, um, which bear the appearance of law, constitute law, right? So people actually think, like for instance, mass mandates. People think, well, they mandated it. It's ordinance. They demanded it, you know, then it has to be a law, right? And the fact is, that's just not true. Um, and when you when you look at these things, especially, you know, when we start talking about, you know, mass mandates and things of that nature, you have to understand that you know, laws are created, or I should say statutes are created, you know, for control. They're created to control people. Right? And so when we when we think about control, how you know how things are controlled, um, you have what they call compulsory, you have decrees, you got mandates, you got mandatories, you got orders, ordinances, requests, uh, requirements. Those are not laws, okay? And the U.S. Constitution, okay? The, the we're talking about the federal constitution here, and. You know, a lot of times people like to stray away from that, but you don't forget where you get your passport from. Okay, don't forget who who, who actually um, is the manager for the states, right? Which is your federal government. So the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land, and then above that you have your treaties. Okay, and then above that you have which will be um, religious principles. Okay, based on whatever creed you recognize. So, the U.S. Constitution, right, is considered to be the law of the land next to your treaty. So, any statute, right, to be valid, it has to be in agreement with the Constitution and the treaties, okay? So, it's impossible for any law which violates the Constitution to be valid, right? We, we call that ex post facto law. So, um, if you look under case Marbury versus Madison, 5 U.S., uh, two Cranch, 137, 174, 176, and 1803. It says that all laws which are repugnant to the Constitution are null and void, right? So anything that goes against the Constitution 
is void. And when we think about, well, what goes against the Constitution, we got to think about this in the, in the aspect of, well, who's creating the statutes? Because the statute is a written law that's passed by a legislature. Okay? So then you have to ask yourself, well, what the hell is a legislature? Well, the legislature is the legislative body of a country or a state. And we know that states can also be called countries, right? So a legislature is, is your assembly or, or the general assembly, right? And they've been given the authority to make laws for uh, the body politic, right? The county, the city, um, or the surrounding area, right? So they're, they're often contrasted with the executive and the judicial branches, right? Um, we call those the, the, the parliamentary branches, if you will, right? And so these laws are enacted generally to keep the citizens in control, okay? And so when you think about control, you have to think about control and indirect control, okay? And control or it, it's really just a mechanism, right, to, to keep people in check. That That's really what it comes down to, right? And if you if you think about the history of legislatures, right, it just goes back to monarchs and monarchies, right? And monarchs would host assemblies, right, for no, for the the uh, the nobility, for for the 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 aristocrats, if you will, right? Okay, and these were your 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 predecessors, say, to modern legislatures that we have today. And if you think about, for instance, like when we talk about equity, you think about the king's conscience and shit like that, then we have to recognize the fact that um, a legislature can even be the church, okay, depending upon what aspect we're talking about, okay. Um, you know, and, you know, if you, if you are under their jurisdiction, right, because they, you know, when you do your birth certificate, you have to catch your birth certificate, you know, you, you become stateless. So then you have so you have to do a passport, right? Or else you're walking around here stateless, okay? And you don't want to be stateless. Nobody nobody wants to be stateless. Stateless means you're not considered a national by any sense of the word. You just became stateless, which which means that um, you now have to claim a nationality, right? Because other than that, if you if you don't, then they put you out of the system. And, and believe me, take my word for it. Coming out of the system is, is, is cool and all, but it ain't the cookies and ice cream and cookie dough that they make it sink, right? I'm here to tell you that. So you better know what the heck you're doing when you do decide to come out, okay? Now, um, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I want to talk about what's known as the Law Revision Council, right? And I, wanna, I wanted to drop this on y'all so y'all can understand that the Law Revision Council is a private council, right? Um... And these make up your United States House of Representatives, right? And what they do is they sit around and they prepare and they publish the United States Code, right? The annotated codes and all that shit. And it's a it's a consolidation or what they call a, a codification. And in law, codification is the process of collecting and then restating the law of a jurisdiction in a certain area, right? Usually by um, creating a code or a codex or a book of laws, right? Um, for instance, like your your American jurisprudence, right? Shit like that. So codification is basically the defining feature of your civil law, and civil law is the legal system. Basically, it originated in Europe. Okay, um, it actually started with the Romans. Right? So, and if you notice, a, a lot of shit is 
you know, a lot of the laws and shit like that um, are, are in Latin, right? And it's, they, they go back to the Roman government. And if you know anything about the Romans, then you know that there was Caesar or Pontius Pilate, right? And and there was always a Caesar. And you hear the term, render unto Caesar, render unto Caesar what Caesar is, and unto the Lord what's the Lord. So you had a Caesar and then you had the church, Okay. And we live in America where, where they say that every every man is an island, right? And then some places they say, well, America is an island and everybody in it is the inhabitants. So you have to ask yourself, are you the Caesar or are you the island or are you the inhabitant? Hopefully that makes sense. But historically speaking, right, a civil law is a group of legal ideas and systems that ultimately derive from what they call corpus juris Civilis. So Corpus Juris Civilis is a body of civil law. Okay? So in the modern name, it's a collection of, of works in the jurisprudence, which I just mentioned to you. And jurisprudence is nothing but legal theory. It's theory. Okay? It means, oh, oh, I, I thought that this would make sense to be law, so it's a theory. Right? And a lot of scholars, they, they look at jurisprudence um, to explain the nature of law, right? In, in order to, to reason or have some type of analogy of the legal system, which could be your constitution, okay, um, or the legal institutions, which would be your churches, which are legal institutions, by the way. Uh, they would be your courthouses, right, and then the law of society as we see it. So in jurisprudence, right, the first principle, um, like I told you, at the very highest is natural law. Okay. You have civil law And you have what they call law of the nations And law of the nations is international law And this is really when you, So once you, once you get into a proper status You start dealing with international law right? And this is the law of the nations This is a set of rules A set of normal um, What they call standards If you will right? Things that are recognized to be binding between nations Such as your treaties So this is, a, this is where, where we step in And we establish some type of guideline or a framework across the board for diplomacy, trade, uh, human rights, animal rights, okay, war, peace, okay, just diplomacy in general. So when we talk about the Law Revision Council, understand that they're giving their theories, okay, and these theories become uh, uh, statutes and codes. And shit that people believe they have to abide by. So, for instance, you go into the airport, they tell you in the airport that you have to have a mask on. It's mandated. You got to wear a mask if you want to hop your ass on a plane, right? And people believe that to be law. And because so many people follow that shit, it actually becomes, in a sense, law, right? But it becomes law for people who have to, who, who who don't understand that this is what you do when a group of people are all agreeing on something, right? It, it's it's really mob rule. That, that's democracy for you. Democracy is mob rule. And uh, when we talk about a republic state, that's boss rule. So is you is you part is you a boss or is you part of the mob? There's nothing wrong if you want to be a part of that, but you got to understand where your position is and who you are, right? And understand that in democracy, legislators most commonly the people who are elected, 
trying to what they call indirect elections, and then they're appointed to a certain position, right? What they call they call it a, a bicameralism, right? And this is a practice of having a legislature which is divided into two separate assemblies, right? Chambers or houses, whatever you call it, right? But this is your Democrats, your Republicans, your bosses, and your mobs. Why do you think they mobbed out on Donald Trump like they did? Because he was too much of a boss for them. Okay? They, they don't like that shit. Oh, damn, he's a boss? Shit. We can't control the boss. But what we can do is get a group of people to all believe the same shit because we'll write it down and, and call it a law. If we write it down and call it a law, then everybody will believe it to be law. And then if they believe it to be law, then they believe that that's how it's supposed to go. But guess what? We live in a society where people don't read the organic law. They don't read the Constitution. They don't know that the codes that are written by the Law Revision Council are repugnant to the Constitution because they're ex post facto, which means they were written after the fact of the original laws in this country. And don't forget that um, the Constitution comes from the great law of peace. Okay? And you know, if you know anything about the great law of peace, then you know it comes from what we would call what the misnomer of Native Americans. Okay. And it actually comes from uh Iroquois, right? Uh, but the great law of peace is, is and it comes from the Iroquois Confederacy, by the way. And the Iroquois Confederacy, or what they call the the, the Haudenosaunee, right? Um and they had what they call it the Munasi, right? And the Munasi was your your system of government where um, the women actually wrote the laws, believe it or not, which is pretty interesting. But the Great League of Peace, right? And it dealt this dealt with um, you know the basic rights and human rights and all that good stuff. So each nation within the Iroquois Confederacy had a distinct language, territory, function in the league. The Iroquois power, at the very peak of it, right, extended all the way into Canada. Okay. Dealt with your Allegheny Mountains, your Great Lakes, the Ohio Valley, Virginia, Kentucky, all of that shit. So the league was governed by a grand council. So when Europeans first came over, okay, um, you know, they had to adopt something. Okay, so understand that they had to adopt our original documents in order to have some type of framework. Okay, so everything that they do today. Okay. Everything that they do today, right, through bicameralism, okay, which is the, the division between two houses, can take you all the way back to what your ancestors had put in place. So when we talk about perfect bicameralism, right, they call your legislator a perfect bicameralism because it's it's a balance. That's where you get your checks your balances from right or or imperfect bicameralism is when is when one side is is bigger than the other that's why that you always hear them fighting about well there's more democrats in the house right now than republicans or there's more republicans in the house than democrats all that shit is a smoke screen to get you to forget that all of it really is just a way of control it, it that's that's all it is it's a way to control you okay and you have to understand who you are, and then you can figure out, okay, well, I'm going to step in this line, or I'm going to step in this line. Okay? So international law differs from state law based on legal systems. Okay, So there's laws that apply to countries rather than individuals, right? And this operates through, through the whole territory. Okay, 
This just deals with your sovereign states and your sovereign individuals. Okay, so you become a sovereign the moment that you come out of your mother's womb. But you leave that position as a sovereign state because you yourself can be what they call a Wesleyan sovereignty or 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 a a a um, it's a nomenclature, right? But sovereignty in itself, the the exclusiveness. Um, of being able to rule over oneself. So the principle itself basically is, is dealt in international law. So it's a sovereign system. So if you look under the United Nations Charter, right, it states that, quote, nothing shall authorize the United Nations to intervene in matters which are essentially within the domestic jurisdiction of any state, unless you are national. Then they got to step in. This is where, if, you know, I don't know if y'all seen it, a couple of weeks ago, they had the... um. They had the, the United Nations, I forget to call the police, the, the police force, but the United Nations was sitting at the borders waiting to come into the state because there was international problems going on, right? So take a look at what they call the Peace of West Philia, uh, is what I think believe how, they, how they pronounce it, right? But this is the peace treaty. This is a collective name for peace treaties that were signed in 1648, okay? Um, and this is where you had your 30 years war, right, with the whole, the Holy Roman Empire, okay, and Emperor Ferdinand III, right, Spanish monarchy, where the monarchy and the Holy Roman Empire was going back and forth, all right? So did they do today in the Law Revision Council, okay, through, through jurisprudence and the philosophy of law deals with ideas. So when you look at a code, Right, like for instance, if you if you're traveling, like I said before, right, that's the idea. Well, the idea is that if we don't have a mask, then everybody's gonna get sick. But then you turn around and you look at what the CDC says. What does the CDC say about it? The CDC says that having a mask on technically is just a courtesy to the next person because the shit jumps from person to person. Okay. So when we talk about these things, we got to talk about being responsible. You can't be a sovereign if you're not responsible. Ain't no way that's going to work. What you mean you, you're sovereign? You're not even responsible. Right? So when we talk about uh, ancient natural law, right, it's the idea where um, the rational objective limits to the power of the legislature. So... The foundations of law are accessible through reason, okay? And you, you have to be able to, to reason and function. Right? Because in natural law, in the general sense, natural law theory is compared to both state of nature and general law, which is what? General law is your constitution. That's the, the, the law of the land. So the treaties were put in place for international purposes, Right? So they're not going to break an international treaty. Okay? So I want y'all to understand that, that, that when, when you're dealing with your court cases, when you're dealing with issues that may arise, you have to go back and use organic laws to protect yourself. Because if not, they're going to use ideas against you that may not fit with your ideas. They may not fit with, fit with organic principles. So strong natural lawsuits holds that if a human law fails to be in response to compelling reason, then it is not properly a law at all. Okay? In fact, 
it's what they call an imperfect suit. It's a maxim, right? And the maxim is lex in, 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 in how do you say it? lex um, inuista non esse lex, which means that an unjust law is no law at all. If that shit is unjust, it ain't no law. If it's not fair, and goddamn it, we know a whole bunch of these shit that they make up ain't fair. It's not a law. Okay, so that's the strong natural law thesis. Then you have what they call the weak natural law thesis, which holds that if a human law fails to be in response to compelling reasons, then it can still be called a, quote, law. But it must be recognized as a defective law, ex post facto. So they can still call shit, it's called weak law, but they can still call it law. Because it's weak. <laughs> but not just because it's weak, but because it fails to be in response to compelling reasons. So in other words, people are making codes and statutes and ordinances to keep people in check with no reason at all. And I mean reasoning. Okay, Aristotle was said to be the father of natural law, right? His his philosophical um, forefathers would have been Socrates and Plato. Right, and they dealt with the existence of natural justice or natural rights. They called it uh, Latin "isus naturale," right? And "isus is naturale" is um, it's Latin for natural right, right? The, the the law common to all people, all beings. Okay, so understand that for instance, like slavery, right, which was part of the empire. At one point in time Because slavery was known and accepted As a normal social institution Around the world They considered that shit to be natural They even used the bible They even used the bible I'll say it again They even used the bible And some of your Muslims have even used the Quran Okay To justify slavery Okay Forcing people to work for others was a human produced condition It was never considered natural You can't force somebody to work for somebody else That's not fucking natural You understand what I'm saying to y'all So the notion was that um, uh, uh, The underlying existing law Must be looked for through it And I said that correctly It must be looked for through it so the Romans gave the natural law a great importance, right? They considered natural law to be God's law, to be the, the highest law. This is why the United States of America includes God in the principle of everything. Because then they have to go back to, well, what's the conscience of God? Remember, there's the king's conscience, but then there's God's conscience. So then you have to ask yourself, well, who's God? Are you God or is God the sky daddy? Romans gave to natural law the great importance in everyday lives. So they understood that natural law, right, or isis naturale, good natural omnia uh, animalia doctrine, which meant that um, it means the right that nature gave to all living things, a dog, a human being, a plant, an inanimate object. Believe it or not, you look at a, a a basketball sitting on the ground. It's alive. And you say, well, how is that alive? Well, it was alive at one point in time. If not, 
Why? Because they there there's cells in it. There's a structure to it. Everything on this planet has an origin. Even if the cells ain't moving around, they're dead cells. It was alive at one point in time. Okay? So everything deserves to be treated with respect. Now, you say, well, why am I talking about that? Because it's important to understand that there's a code here. You talk about the matrix. The matrix deals with the code. Have you cracked the code yet? Did you did you come out the matrix? Did you digest the codex? Okay. Now, when we talk about corpus juris civilis, right, the work that's planned in three parts, or the codex, okay, um, it it essentially deals with the code, okay, for you to be able to digest things that are in law. So three parts, even textbook given force of law. So they were intended to be together. So the source of law or the reference to these things, the original text, uh, which is the code and then the digest, right, was was basically forbidden. Nonetheless, right, when we talk about these things, you have to understand what code is. They use code for your computers. It's code shit. Okay? So there's code in everything. Even in the Ottoman Empire, even in that period, the basis of the legal code was done in Greece. Okay? They used corpus juris civilis. Okay? Uh, or, or what's called private law. Okay? It's where you get private practice from and all that shit today, right? Um, and then you got public law, right, which dealt with the civil side of shit, right? So it dealt with the ideas or the practice of ideas. All right, and then the church came in with the canon, right? And if you know anything about canon law, canon law is the system of laws of the ecclesiastical organization, the ecclesiastical legal principles that are made and then enforced by the hierarchy, right? So I need y'all to really get this, right? Because when we talk about law in itself, we really got to get the fact that even the church got their own body of law. Okay. Church don't play around. Church is like, look, we we not we not part of y'all theories. We're gonna create our own shit. We're gonna create canon based on what we believe the conscience of God was. This is why uh some of these priests get off on shit, right, that they do, right? And then they're protected because they're protected under the canon. Have you ever heard and I'm sure that there is, but have you ever heard of the church having its own prison? What's the church's jail for 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 the priest? Where do they go? Physical law, which is based directly or indirectly upon what they call immutable divine law or natural law, and this derives the formal authority of law. And this is where you get the promulgation of the canon, right? And this is basically um, it's the publication of law, which is made known publicly. Okay. So this so this goes back to in a sense even the church has a civil authority in a way right and then they have their private shit that you don't know nothing about but the universal laws are promulgated when they're published and what they call they call it the acta apostolicale uh, sedis right uh, or known as the AAS it's the official gazette of the Holy See and the Holy See is 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 Rome okay. It's the jurisdiction of the Bishop of Rome, known as the Pope, okay? And the Pope is Sky Daddy, okay? That's why when the Pope come out, right, 
you get thousands of people who come out there and they be crying and they be uh, uh, kneeling to the Pope. But then I want you to notice that the Pope then pays homage back to the people. He be kissing, he be kissing black people's feet. Okay, y'all got to understand how the laws work. It's not just about um, what happens locally, right, in your counties or whatever. This shit goes international. So when we talk about things like bicameralism, two parties, the Catholic Church, right, legal force, all that good stuff, you got to understand that codification of law, okay, or what they call it, they call it, sometimes they call it judge-made law, okay, which is a precedent, okay, so a lot of the shit that, that, that's been put out today is the precedent. You go look at what happened back in 1900 when the Spanish flu hit and go look at the precedent of what happened and how they had people separate and they had to quarantine people, right? And then come, and then come back to today and look at how they used the precedent of what happened in the past to justify what they're doing today. It's a common law legal system, also known as shared ISIS. All right, case law, shared ISIS. Okay, now y'all know me. I, I, I like to go through case law, man, because you're gonna learn a lot from the case law. Okay, um, you know you got to use these principles in your everyday life. You got to be able to distinguish. As a child, you learn right from wrong, right? But as an adult, when you become an adult. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to know right from wrong regardless, right? But then what happens is is that you have other people whose conscience allows them to write what looks like law, and then you're supposed to distinguish that, right? And you're supposed to have distinguishing principles. So the principle, right, of what is law and what's not law. So in contrast, civil law systems adhere to legal po- uh, positivism. positivism. I'll say it again. Legal Positivism. So this was a school of thought of uh, analytical jurisprudence, right, which is developed by philosophers and all that shit. Okay, but positivism, okay, as applied to law, um, it says that number one, laws are commands of human beings. It also says that there is not any necessary relation between law and morality, but that is between law as it is and law as it ought to be. So that should take you to equity, right? Remember, equity in equity jurisdiction, they say that uh, it deals with um, – anytime you deal with an equity situation, it says that law or, or if something should have been done is to be considered to be have been done, right? So that's part of positivism. Um, it also says that uh, the study of the meaning of legal concepts is worthwhile and is to be distinguished from history or sociology of law. As well as from criticism or appraisal of law So for example with regards to The moral value of something Or the social aim of something Okay Then it deals with a legal system Which is closed Logical system in which Correct decisions can be deduced from The predetermined legal rules Without reference to social considerations They call this legal formalism Which is basically a descriptive theory or They call it a normative theory Of how judges should decide cases Okay. Then historically you have legal positivism, 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 however the hell you say it, right? Which deals with moral judgment, 
So unlike statements of fact, which cannot be established or defended by rational argument, evidence or proof, non-cognitism and ethics. So how ethical are you? I, I, you know, listen, man, in this type of work that we do, you got to be ethical. You got you to be straight up with people. I dealt with a lot of niggas who ain't ethical. Okay? And, and as many people as, as we have dealt with in this particular realm, right, you got you got to believe that at some point in time, you're going to come across some motherfuckers who ain't ethical. They ain't going to have the same ethics as you. You know, my old man told me a long time ago, man, you live in fairy tales and you believe that everybody is honest and, and, and trustworthy. Motherfuckers say, don't even trust me. You can't trust people out here to be nothing but themselves, especially when it comes down to the law. So I, I highly recommend that y'all all go get your ass a copy of the Constitution in your state, as well as the federal Constitution and the treaties. People don't like using that federal constitution. You know why? Because the federal constitution keeps everybody in fucking check. Keeps everybody in check. You know, your states would still have your ass in slavery right now. They'd still be practicing war against each other. There'd still be slavery right now if there wasn't the consciousness of somebody stepping up and saying, wait a minute, all of these states need to be put up under some type of code or amendment called the 14th Amendment. Right? Stay ass in check. Keeps you from having to go back into slavery. It gives you equal protection under the law, whether you're a national or a 14th Amendment citizen. It's called equal protection. Okay? It also protects children and protects women and protects men and protects dogs and cats and rabbits and birds and fish and everything else. Okay? But historically, we understand that legal positivism, positivism is in opposition to natural law's theory of jurisprudence. Okay, So that's the conflict of law. And this conflict of law all the time, this is why we use the organic laws. Because there is no conflict of law when you're talking about the original law or the validity or the source of law. All right? So... Um, understand that you know when I when I bring up the law revision council, okay, council of law revision, okay. Um, the office was created in 1974, right, and under it was done under Title Two, II, Section 205 of House Resolution 988, 93rd United States Congress. It was it was enacted under the Public Law 93554, 88, Fat 1777. Okay. So basically, they sit around and they prepare and submit to the Committee on Judiciary one title at a time, a complete compilation or a restatement and a revision of the general and then the permanent laws of the United States, which conforms to the understood policy and then the intent of what they think Congress meant in the original enactment. Okay? So they sit around and they create what they call positive law. Okay? Human-made law that oblige, right, or or specify an action. Positive law describes the establishment or the specific rights of an individual or a group of people. So etymologically speaking, y'all, the name derives from the verb posit. Okay, so the concept of positive law is distinct from natural law, 
which comprises inherent rights conferred not by active legislation, but by God, nature, or by reason. So positive law is also described as the law that applies to a certain time, present or past, and at a certain place, consistent of your statutory law and your case law. Okay? So like I told you, they'll use precedent to try to create laws today. So don't think that the mask mandate shit is new. They was doing that shit back in 1900 when niggas was hopping their ass on boats instead of planes to go travel from place to place. Okay? Now, if you know anything about Thomas Aquinas, right? Thomas Aquinas, or they call him Thomas of Aquino, who was an Italian. Um, he was actually Dominican, too. But he was a philosopher, theologian, and all that good stuff, right? But Thomas Aquinas um, conflated that man-made law, or lex humana, okay, and positive law, lex positia, or is uh, positivum, right? He said that there is a subtle distinction between them, where human-made law regards law from the position of the origin, okay, which is basically the beginning, and then positive law regards law from the position of legitimacy. So positive law is the law by the will of whoever made it, and then basically there could be an equal footing Right at the divine positive law, man-made positive law. Okay, so the the whole theory of this shit stems from powers that have been enacted. Okay, like I said, who is you? Is you is you a sovereign? Is you a god? Is you a king? Or you a popular? What's your position? Some people gotta play their role. Everybody ain't meant to be divine. Some motherfuckers are meant to work. Some of us are divine. This is where Martin Luther came in. Okay, he not Martin Luther King, but Martin Luther. Okay, he also acknowledged the the divine positive law. Okay, so I need you to understand that the the whole thing about the law of nations and international law that don't apply to you if you're still following uh, codex. Okay, if you still believe that the code of the law or the statutes that require you to do shit. Like register your car is the law. Friday, man, car lines is wide open. I'd love to hear from y'all today. Okay, but remember that the sources of international law include international customs. Okay, general practice that's accepted as law, such as your treaties, your general principles of law recognized by pretty much all national legal systems. Okay, so you can't enforce treaties. If you haven't enforced the organic shit in your country first, which would be your constitution, federal constitution, or, or organic state constitutions, okay? It's levels to this shit. New levels, new devils. Telling you something I heard, telling y'all something I know, man. All right? You, you got to be so careful with, with this information. All right? They'll literally start treating you like a fucking devil because you're not following they, they shit. And by the way, man, for, for y'all who be playing who be playing that number game, man, y'all kiss my ass. Okay, I I'll play with I'll play with numbers. Only numbers I want to play with is them dollar bills going into my pocket that I can uh, cash into some gold and silver. Okay, don't six nine all that bullshit. Now fuck all that. Let's let's play with what's real. 
and, I, and I'm telling y'all this because they, these people play with these things. They play with numbers. They play with time. They play with law. Don't let these people play with you. Don't even let people who you know personally around you play with you. Don't let people play with you. Study to show thyself approved. You want to use the Bible? Use it like that. All right. Call lines wide open, man. We're going to take some calls. If you want to holler at me, open for Friday. Ask anything you want to. All right, and we're going to get right to it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, man. You're right here on Open Forum Friday. Peace to the God.
MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L on Evolution Radio. Joy Brownfield, Bay Ali. Now, uh, if you plan on coming out to the seminar, uh, please plan on being on time. We're gonna start on time. Also, don't come on no bullshit because I'm gonna have security in the house. All right? Security is uh, tightly enforced, like we in the club, nigga. So, come ready to get your learning on. Right? That's what it's that's what it's about. All right? Uh, we had problems in the past, so I'll make it. I make it known that uh, we do have security at the event, all right? Um, I don't have time for people's bullshit, so please come ready to learn and ready to get some good information to help improve your life, all right? All right, with that being said, man, we're going to jump to the call line. Uh, let's go to 404 you on the line. Peace to God. What up, bro? Can you hear me? Hold on, let me, no. let me turn it down. There we go. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. What's good with you? Did you hear me? Hello? Joe. 
Yo. Yeah. Are you there? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. There can you, you hear me? All right. Peace to the God, yo. Peace to the God. Welcome to the show. Yeah, man. I was listening to what you were saying, you know, and you was going into all that, and you was talking about the uh, conscience of the king and everything. You feel me? And you was talking about what I don't like. Well, you know, they said, uh, you know, they the king can do no wrong. Say. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, the king yeah. conscience got to be got to be checked time to time. Right, 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 right. You know, that was because. If you couldn't find your remedy, you know, they used the chancellor and all that. And That's he was right. to judge fairly and equitable. But, you know, right. like you, had, you, you had to go to the, how, to the church. Oh. Right. You know how you was talking about how uh, judge-made law and opinions and shit like that? Uh-huh. And it sets precedence, and they use that as stare decisis and all that. I was chopping yep. it up with somebody about all that type of stuff. And when you look at those case laws, that's more or less an opinion that the judge That's right. That's exactly what it is. That's right. He's, that's interpreting, exactly what it is. he's interpreting the law. But, you know, when you're doing equity, it's a whole different ballgame. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Because that yep. means circumstances are not yours. Then you got to take into account, was that a citizen of that state? You see what I'm saying? Yep. How did the laws apply to that particular citizen? And that's the reason the judge made the opinion that he made when he set the uh, gotcha. made the ruling on the case. So that's very important for people to understand. Because do United States nationals that's over in China, they have certain immunities from Chinese laws. You see what I'm saying? Right, They're going to be judged under their laws of their country. So the same thing applies to yep. you. If you are a Moor, naturally you would be judged up under your laws, you see, right? That's right. So it's no, it's no different how they make, they become a trust, and call themselves the United States Corp. You know what I'm saying? And they have bylaws and all these type of things. So everybody up under that corp would have to, they would fall up under those bylaws and those principles. You see oh, what I'm saying? And that's the reason why trust is so damn important, man. You know, to even have a trust set up. You know, to be able to express, you know, your 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 side of which law you at and you're going to be under. You know, right, right. Because I mean, when you when you look at the whole naturalization principle, it's there to be naturalized as a citizen of one of the selective states. You see what I'm saying? So, yep. You got people who become state citizens. So now you got to fall up under those particular laws as a state citizen. You see what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. And then more than likely, a lot of people, when they paperwork, how they put it, the venue, you know what I'm saying, that plays a big part because you invoke that particular court, and that's why you got what you got out of that court. So when you see a lot of people having trouble with the paperwork on how they did it, look at the court you went into. You went into the state of court. Yep, you went into you the, wrong, the wrong court. They don't, they don't ever go into a district court where where, where they can actually use the laws that would apply to them. Right, right, right. Because if you doing the constitutional question, which, you know, I'm not, you know, with what I learned now, 
you know, I use the treaty more than I would use the Constitution. So this is a federal issue that we have. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm telling you that I'm not a member of your uh, states. You see what I'm saying? If I'm telling mm-hmm. you I'm free and happy, yep. naturally I'm coming Did we forget the about treaty. the supremacy clause? See that, that that's Correct. why and that's why I mentioned the whole federal the, the federal constitution because your state constitution is really technically um you know they, they, it doesn't necessarily have to adhere to the supremacy clause but because the states under that 14th amendment they got to adhere to it. So, you know, yeah. then the supremacy clause obviously deals with your treaties. So, you know, we 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 talking about uh you know, a cessation of laws here. Mm-hmm. Then you got to look at the fact that how it's written inside of the code where it talks about a state, you see what I'm saying, a member of one state throwing a member of another state. You see what I'm saying? So we know that those states are considered countries, but in a, when you look at the state of, that's nothing more than the corporation or a subsidiary of the United States court. Think about, think about, um, Dred Scott case, right? When, when Dred Scott tried mm-hmm. to go from from Missouri to another state, but because he was a slave in Missouri, right, originally, right, he he couldn't. They wouldn't let him go free. And at that time, obviously, there was there was no equal protection type shit. So he didn't have ingress and regress, right? He was considered a slave as a slave, you know. And so and that's, and that's why I say, man, the whole ingress regress is the federal government. Has to go to your state, and your state actually is the one who grants you the ingress and regress to go to and from, and then they put it on the passport, and the federal government agrees with it. Right, but you got to also remember he admitted on record that he was a slave. You see what I'm saying? Yes, he and was. at that particular That's time, right. you had uh, black codes, the Christian black codes, all that type yep. of shit. Yeah, and he didn't know who he was. He didn't have no nationality. Right, and so what made it even worse, even if he would have pulled one of the moves that uh, William Dungey used where Abraham Lincoln was his lawyer, Abraham Lincoln said it's a crime to be a Negro, although he might appear to look like a Negro, but he is not. He is a Moor. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So the judge understood all that, and, you know, William Dungey won the case, and his brother-in-law had to pay him. But in Dred Scott's case, no crime to be born with brown skin. Right. In Jared Scott's case, Jared Scott admitted that he was a slave, so he didn't have a nationality. And at that particular time, and this time right now, these laws still still stand, saying that there's no law that a Negro, there's no rights that a Negro will have that a white man is bound to respect. The United States said you cannot be a citizen. You see what I'm saying? Yep. If you were a Negro, a slave, or African, a descendant of an African, descendant of a slave, or descendant of a Negro. So you got to take that into consideration when you have melanated beings trying to be state citizens and all that. Because remember, yep. that Constitution, uh, what was that, 17, uh, when it, the one before they became 1871. That Constitution was talking about... Right, from the Articles of Confederation dealing with the 13 Union states. You see what I'm saying? So that still stands. So even if you were trying to be a member of those 13 Union states, which are the only real motherfucking states, all the other ones is just add-ons. You know what I'm saying? They came in as corporations. It's really the 13 originals. 13 originals. So they 
they was telling you that you couldn't be a motherfucking U.S. citizen because it said excluding Moors and Hindus. You see what I'm saying? So naturally, now you can naturalize, you can come into it, but you're not going to have the same rights and afford it the same shit. You see what I'm saying? As a regular citizen, because you, you was never intended to be one in the first place. Yeah, well, they, and listen, they, they wrote that as, as an opinion in that case, and, and, and basically said that. Look, you was never meant to be a citizen in, in the first place as, as it is, so you're not entitled to the rights and privileges. Right, right, so, right, right. You know, and the thing is, is, there were treaty relationships that were already in place. That's one of right. the things now, that we tend to miss. That is true, and that's a fact. But you still have to remember, the states cannot uh, enter any treaties. You see what I'm saying? So the states right. can't give you states can't a nationality. States can't do treaties. They can't do agreements. But, but what they can do is pacts. And people forget that. They can actually make pacts with each other. Um, yeah. they, they can do they they can do world pack, they can do state to state pack, but they can't do and that's, and that's one that's one of the reasons why they don't give you a title of nobility. They they, they, they took it yeah. out of the out of you know they took it out in the very beginning. No titles of nobility. You right, know? they can't grant titles of nobility. That's making a pack <laughs> or, or a treaty. Right, right. So they can't make you a more. You dig what I'm saying? They can't answer yeah, you. That becomes a question. Well, they can't, uh, uh, I'm not going to say make you, but they can't, you know, recognize your title in that particular state. You're going to have to be right. federal. You see right. what I'm saying? Well, and, and you know, that, that's an interesting concept when you, when you think about it, too. The whole, and I, we did that show two weeks ago on titles of nobility. And you look at the title of nobility, um, they technically try to strip you of that at first. When when they put you under the U.S. citizenship, um, and then and then they tell you, well, you got equal protection. So my my whole thing is, is that, and and this is why you'll see some some of the boards and more science people go under dual nationality, right? And they'll they'll claim to be dual nationals, right? Um, and they'll they'll rep two flags because they still want the equal protection that is afforded to them because they they realize it. That all oh, we step too far outside this bound, uh, you know they're gonna make a statement. That was the only reason why they didn't want to be statement. Right, but when you look at what they do and how their paperwork looks, that's an absolute, you know, time fuckery. Because first off, you're using U.S. codes and all that type of shit. You get what I'm saying? You rarely see anybody yep. coming there with the proper paperwork addressing the proper duty and all of that type of shit. You see what I'm saying? And standing on the tree, what you see is people coming in and saying, and that's a U.S. code this, U.S. code that, and federal code this. Why are you talking about federal codes and shit and then utilizing things like the Constitution and you calling yourself a more, more rich, meaning a form of more? Something like a more. Yeah. Right. A form of more. Well, well I, I never understood that, even with the temples. Because the temples do that, you know, call themselves more rich. You know, right. more science simple. I mean, and, and it's no disrespect to the temples, but you got to be careful with the words that we use, because because even that shit. I mean, you you know, you put yourself in a certain box by doing that. Right. Well, now you see why the court treats you like that, because of the way oh, your yeah. paperwork looks. You look like a raven lunatic. You, you don't exactly. You're not you're not competent at what you're doing. So now they say, hey, give me the psyche back. 
You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> but that's oh, the yeah. way your paperwork is worded. You need a psyche valve. You're crazy. You're a deranged person. But, you know, I was that's just... That's why I paperwork is the court. Correct. You are the court. It's your paperwork. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Well, that's, that's why I asked. Are you, are you court, the sovereign? Or you know what I'm saying? Or are you the citizen? Right, right, which we know ain't no such thing as a sovereign citizen. That's just the cold yeah, word. Yeah, that's an oxymoron. Right. Yeah, that, that's, that's the but, oxymoron in itself. Yeah, I just dropped in, uh, you know, spit them couple bars, man. Oh, it's all good. You know, I always appreciate you coming in, bro. Thank you for, for stepping in. I appreciate you. We'll be on on Sunday. You know, you can always right. call every Sunday. Okay, God. Okay. All right, peace to the God. Right, peace, peace to the God. All right, call lines is open, man. If you want to holler at me, this is the time. Press the number one. You get yourself in. Uh, got a seminar coming up in St. Louis on the 23rd. Um, it's Friday, man, so y'all know y'all know how it go. We don't got to stick around like that. If you want to get in and holler, 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 this is be your time. Um, if not, then I'm going to say peace to the gods. Make sure you go to makemorecommerce.com. Uh, looks like we got one more. Three one zero four zero three. You on the line? Hey, peace, 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 man. Yeah, I, I really just came in so you wouldn't get off the air. I ain't trying to let you go early, man. Got put in your work. No, yeah. No, man. It's always it's always good uh good build on Fridays, man. I always enjoy when when uh when a brother Hollywood calls in man, he always got some good points. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I like that. Um yeah, I, I was looking into that too. I realized you gotta you know, you gotta use that constitution to then get to the treaty to put the treaty in the case. I picked that up from what y'all saying. Uh yeah. and stand on those treaties. Um, exactly, because there's really no pathway to represent your state like that because the state, they don't want to recognize the truth, you know, but they're forced to, you know, if you come down to it, they're going to be forced to. So, you know, that's your pathway. That, that's why I say, you know, you still got to go through the federal government to even get a passport, even though, you know, even really you shouldn't even have to have a passport to travel. But, you know, in today's time, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's your password. Yeah, yeah. And I I mean, I guess, I guess in a sense, depending on how you get it, that passport is, is kind of like a, a more convenient extension of your birth certificate to, to travel to show that from where you're from. Yeah, you know what? So you Sunday, I'm going to do a show on this because I, I got some literature. Um, that, that deals directly with this That says that um, in pretty much any country right now the, the, the way that they can tell if you're a national or not Is by your passport Is whether you have a passport or not <laughs> that's, that's basically what it comes down to it's, it's, in the, it's in the diplomatic handbook Yeah, I'm, uh, I noticed that You know, the area I'm in There's a lot of you know, there's a lot of government stuff, military bases and all that stuff. And I, I peek when I, you know, uh, for work. Like, I, matter of fact, I'm headed to one right now I got to go to. But I peek when you go to those, 
you know, it's, it's in the state or whatever, but when you go, it's like a border crossing. I mean, really, like, you know, they doing checks and everything. It's like you're really crossing a border. It's like you're going into yeah, that's their exactly what it is. That's exactly what yeah, And they, yeah. they make you pay. It makes you pay a lot of times to, to get into another state at, at the, uh, what's it called? At the, um, you know, the little checkpoints that they have when you, when you cross it from, from one jurisdiction to another, the, the toll booths and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, right. So they, they, bro, it's serious, bro. I mean, you know, and that's why I tell people, man, I mean, the passport game is, is, is a very important game. You know, people think, oh, I just need to set up a trust and that's it. Yeah, dog, you got to go a little further than that. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because this is the first time I had to go to one since I did the whole passport process a while back. And uh, they have me fill out a form asking if I'm a U.S. citizen or not. So you know, put what's in line with the passport. So see how uh, how they treat it. It should be fine though. Yeah, it's, it's damn near directly in line with that. You know, that, and, and that's, like, real talk, man, like, you know, uh, the passport really, man, is is probably the, you know, when we're talking about, you know, you know the, the object, you know, that, that secures, you know, your treaty life, you know, when you want to move, it would be the passport. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like like that. That IDP is almost like that in a sense, and you know, just I guess for for driving or whatever, for traveling in a, in a foreign place. But I, you know, it yeah. falls back on the treaties too. Yeah, it does. And, and um, there's there's an intra. So just like there's an international IDP, there's an intra IDP for traveling within the states too that people need to get their hands on. Huh. I didn't know about that. Okay. Yeah. Yup. You can get a, you can get that from Triple A. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking. About. Yep. It's two of them. See, I use both of them. I use both of them because. See, I thought, go ahead. I thought if you get that one, it will. I guess it depends on how you freak it. But if you get that one and you're here, I thought they're not good. If they're issued in that country, they're not good in that country. No, that's not necessarily true because you got to think about this, right? If you're claiming to be a national, right, which is basically saying that you from you you are national to whatever state you're from, whatever country you're from, which is a foreign body, you traveling from state to state, jurisdiction to jurisdiction, right? You still technically are doing international travel domestically. It's, you just you just yeah. not traveling from sea to sea, you know. So, so, and and also remember this: one deals with corporate wars states within the United States. The other one deals with corporate war states uh, around around the world. Because that's all they are: is corporate war states. Yeah, yeah, they're still corporate. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. I find that they both work. I've used them both. They both work. Oh, okay. And they now, one one thing. One thing I was made aware of just the other day, a brother out here, man, he uh, he got stopped 
and uh, you know he was in a he was in a, a vehicle that was wasn't in any of his name didn't have anything to do with it, it was like a work a work vehicle and um, he didn't have any IDs or anything on him and he's sitting there talking to the to the cop and after a while they basically let on that they already knew who he was so it looked like they have like the uh, real time facial recognition on the body cam that they use I guess. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I, doubt I was kind of wondering about that. Yeah, I yeah. That. They, I, man, I was just I was just saying that somebody about how I believe that they do that shit at festivals. They they do it, you know, in malls. They do it all over. So why why wouldn't the cop have it? They get they get minority right. reports. Based on your face. I mean, they, 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 yeah, they already they got those. Yeah, yeah. Cause, I mean, they already got those things on the back of the car that can read license plates and all that stuff. They probably, you know. So, so my question would be is if you still, because I know even if you even if you get rid of that license, they still keep your your stuff in there for like at least five years, I think. Even if you go in there and apply right. and don't get a license, I think they keep your image in there for like five years. So I was kind of tripping. If they got that facial recognition and you're in that give my IDP, do you think that could cause any issues? Like they, I, I, I think if you got an injunction in, well, you, you got to remember, it's a, jurisdiction, yeah, you gotta remember it's a jurisdictional issue too. So what are you riding around with on your car? Like, you know, I, I ride around, I got tribal tags on my shit, right? So that's not, in, it's not in the jurisdiction. And then, and then, because matter of fact, I've, I've gotten pulled over before with with my tribal tag and there was there was really nothing that that they could do. I mean in fact they actually became really pleasant with me. You know what I'm saying? And I and I probably should have got a I probably should have gotten regularly if I was under their jurisdiction with that, I should have got a speeding ticket. You know, they start offering me assistance. Like can we escort you somewhere? So I I would think that um with the IDP, you know, if you if you traveling with your own tag um, or even if you don't have your own tag, you just got the injunction in, and you're traveling and stay in a rental car, you know, then they're supposed to honor that because they technically don't, you're not in their jurisdiction. So once outside of their jurisdiction, there's not much that they can do. That's yeah. when you go into the realm yeah. of ex- extraterritorial jurisdiction. Uh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, I, I say it's better to have it than not to have it. Yep. Yep. Right. Definitely. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. yeah. Don't get caught with your hand in the cookie jar, you know what I'm saying, and you ain't got no good reason. Have a have your pass. And, and, and let's, let's look at it like this. The passport is actually the ultimate identity document. Right, right, right. You know, I've traveled with that before, man, you know, and and I've presented that to a cop, and, and that's all I needed. And, and believe it or not, cops don't like passports. They don't, they're like, you don't have a license? Well, that is, that's my, that's my ingress and regress right there. That's my right to travel. They don't like passports, dog. I'm telling you that right now. But there's nothing they can do about that, because federal trumps the state. International drops yep. the battle. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. That's, that's well, my diamond cuff card. I got mine. That's <laughs> <laughs> you. I got you know get the get the card with it and the book. That's yeah. All you need to use. It's, it's official. Yeah. I mean, I've run into that before. Just even trying to. Uh, I remember one time I was trying to deal with with uh, Best Buy, and I had the, the passport card. And they, like, this system is set up to where they couldn't even take it, like, because they couldn't push the numbers in. They wanted to have a, a driver's license. Exactly. They were just like, well, yeah. can't even, can't even do this for you because you don't give us a driver's license. We can't even move forward in the system. Yeah, they want a driver's license from you, man. I mean, you know, they, they, they want to see where a state has issued that to you. And even if you have one, you just, there's no law that says that you have to carry that on you, you know. Technically, if you look at the Department of State's manual, they tell you a driver's license ain't even technically considered to be identity. On nope. the driver's license I had, it even it even said not real ID, not to be considered as real identification. So then, so then if that's not real ID, what is the passport? Yeah, yeah. Once they put that real ID act in, um, it kind of really delineates between the two. Yeah, yeah. It deline- it straight up delineates it. That's why the passport is so important because it delineates who you are versus who you ain't. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Only thing I don't like is is, is when people you know get the passports and then be wanting to use them for 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 nefarious purposes, like you know, as like a scapegoat or something. You know that that ain't what it was made for. But you know, it is what it is. Niggas like to do that, so. But I mean, you know, you just have to understand, and that, that's why it's important to understand diplomacy, because because really all of the rules, all of the passport rules, you're not gonna, they're not gonna just tell you what they are, but they really lie in the rules of diplomacy for like diplomats and shit. Oh, okay. But yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, anything can get, you know. Anything can get burnt out if somebody abuses enough. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully nobody does that too much. That ain't no lie. That, that, that's why you know, I you know, I, I take very, very due care, you know, with with where I take my passport, who I give it to, shit like that. And it, and and passport actually can't not it cannot be duplicated. They can try, but they can't duplicate it because of the chip that's in it. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. So that's a plus. Yeah. Yeah. So, by how you, it, it really is. And then remember this too about your conduct. These people look at conduct. How is he? How is he or she conducting him, him or herself? You know, because even when you do a, a name correction, nationality correction on the state level, with your. Uh, you know, with the court, that's just on the state level. You know, that's that that doesn't doesn't go to the international level. That's, that's why I say, man, as, as much as people want to come out of the system, you still have to use. You gotta know how to bend the matrix. You still gotta use the system. I don't know if you I don't know if you've seen the um, advertising for the new matrix that's coming out in December. Uh, it's called Matrix Re- Resurrected, right? Where you know Neo wakes up, and he's back in the Matrix again. And he's trying to remember who he is. 
Yeah, I just heard about yeah. it. I heard somebody talking about it today. I got to check that yeah, out. Yeah, go on my Facebook page. I got an advertisement. I got the video on there for it. It's a hell of a, hell of a it's going to be a hell of a movie, but, I mean, the whole premise is he, he you know, because remember, he died, and then and then he wakes his ass up, and he's back in the Matrix. And and then they, they pull him back into the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, because at the end of that last one, he went in, he volunteered to go in to, uh, you know, make the peace, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so in this one, he wakes up, and he's like, and, he, and he's trying to remember who he is, and then he takes that blue pill. Next thing you know, he's out of the making. Hmm. Yeah, I got to peep that. Check that out. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I, and I, I bring that up because that's really what you're dealing with. You got to remember who you are because it, it's easy to get pulled back into this sucker. You know? Oh, easy. Yeah, it's, it's so it's so seamless. <laughs> My nigga said it tastes like steak if I think it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. right. It's, it's crazy how it's crazy how thin that veil is, but how hard it is to uh, to get to the other side of. It. <laughs> yeah, it's very. But it's, but it's very. But it's very easy to get back into. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a very thin veil. So, I mean, and you you have to be careful. Like I said, man, if it wasn't for the 14th Amendment, these states would still be trying to uh, explore slavery. You know, so, you know, we, I mean, even with that, you know, you have to recognize where the matrix been. You know, that's what equal protection was for. Equal equal protection was to protect uh, Neo. In the Matrix, and Neo out of the Matrix. Yeah. Because well, Neo out of the Matrix is free. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I remember when I was when I went in to get my passport. You know, I guess it's been what? Damn, almost two years now. A year and a half, two years. So, but uh, I remember when I went in there, and uh, you know, I went, which was a mistake. I shouldn't have went in. I should have just did it by mail. But I was trying to trying to be cute. But uh, the, the dude was in there. He was looking at my birth certificate. You know, it was authenticated and all that. And he was like, "No, you see this seal here? This seal on the on the on the birth certificate? That means that that you're a United States citizen." You know, he, he was on that. And uh, he, did, you know, he, you know, they were they didn't want to listen. They didn't want to. They didn't even want to read nothing. Yeah. Well, they only know so much. Because remember. Yeah, uh, exactly. you give it to the agent. The agent turns around and sends that shit off to uh. They when they don't understand your explanatory statement, they send it to their law office in Virginia, and then they sit there and review mm-hmm. all your shit. Uh, in front, and they got a panel of lawyers that sit there review your passport and shit, and then they turn around and send it back to the agent and say, "All right, go ahead and give it to them." Yep. That's why I be telling yeah. you, you yeah. can't yeah. lie to these people. They know who you are. They, nigga, they know who your mama, mama is. You know, they 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 know what you had for breakfast yesterday. Type of shit. <laughs> you can't lie. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, and, and that that's why I don't I don't play around with this system, man. I, you know, I, you got to do shit honorably in that system. Because at the end of the day, they know everything about you. They know if your family is royalty or not. They know that shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. 
I mean, that's just what it is. You know, but hey, you can't, you got to respect the, uh, you know, anybody who who got that much information on you, man, you just can't do nothing but respect that shit. Now, if, if they've collected information like that on you, is there a way, or has anybody found out a way to actually get get that file, like you know, and actually yeah, get that that's information? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a yeah, that's that's a master file, and and you got to do a freedom of information request, and then and then even when you do a freedom of information request, that information, so you have to go get a court order to release all pertinent information. That 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 belongs to you under the Privacy Act, right? Because technically, it, that information will be considered public, right? But it's your private information. Now, is that something you would be able to do in that storm and name, or is that something that the you know, like the trust would have to do, or something like a equity type issue? You know, I, I would think that. Because there's equity and trust, so you know, requesting information like that within your trust, you're well within your right to do so. Even even in your private capacity, you're well within your right to do that. So, but yeah. because equity, there's actually, I mean, you because remember, you can come forth as a, as a trustee, right. Like that is there's private information, right? That is, and it's private information that's not accessible to you. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, they go back. They got records. They go back, and it's how I know it because because I've seen I've actually seen their record office. They keep them in the cage here, right? So, for instance, each each region in the United States um, has has a United States Office of uh, Office of Records, I think that's what they call it. It's like the Office of Ar- Ar- the Archives, is what it is. So these shits go mm-hmm. to the top, right? In the cage system, records on every single individual that's born in this country. They know who you are. Some people they call it the master file. So your master file, it might be a black wall. Everything that ever happened in your life, in, in your mama life, your, her mama life, her mama's mama, and so on. CIA mm-hmm. keeps some some heavy records on people, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Trustees are supposed to, take, are supposed to uh, keep uh, complete records. So. Well, a, a, a trustee should keep complete records, and and they are your trustees technically. That's why I say you step to them in an equity position, in, in the court of equity, like that. Then you really are dealing with, you coming to them trustee to trustee. Right, right. That's a hell of a position to be in. That's deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's deep. 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 Yeah. I, I think it's all right to do that, though. I mean... You know, you are within your right to do shit like that. You know, you just have to make sure that, okay, if I'm doing this, I'm doing this, you know, in in a way that 
you know, it's not going to – their biggest concern is national security. Are you a threat to national security by giving you such, such certain information? And if you found out that your, that your bloodline was loyal, what would you do? You know, that type of shit. Yeah. Now, trying to do it yourself, you know, I've only gone so far, but I, I had to help with some family, stuff like that, getting copies of death certificates and things like that. When do you uh, like if you actually want to get certified copies of death certificates and stuff with some of your ancestors and all that? Is there a way to do that? Like if it's not, yeah, you know, like directly yeah, your mother or anything like that? Or how do you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like if you so a lot of times, um, if you know, um, when that person passed away, you can go to the state and you can get a copy of it. Um, next to 10, it's really just a record request. Right, because like my cousin when he passed yeah. away, um, yeah, when my cousin when he passed away, we had to get um, copies of his death, his death certificate, stuff like that. So, so that stuff is available. A lot of that stuff is public record you, as well. Even though you're not named on it, you just got to prove that you are, you know, you know, next to Ken or that, or you can they show that family line. That you, yeah, you, you got to prove that you're next to Ken. You got to prove that. Um, you got to be able to prove what your reasoning is for asking for it. You know, but some some of that shit, man, it becomes public record after a while. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, some of that stuff becomes public record. I mean, you know, it, here's the thing too. Um, for instance, you go look at the dolls' rolls, right, or the the Indian rolls, um, or even the slave. You can look at the slave rolls, the dolls' rolls. Indian roles. You can even look at at the roles from the Civil War, and it's got um, the history on there of like your, your people's tribes and all that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of that information, man, is readily available. Yeah, yeah that's to check out. Yes, it is. What's up, man? I guess uh, I guess I kept you on long enough, man. Make sure you uh, put in your work. Oh no, you good, bro. you good, bro. I appreciate you coming in and asking those questions. That might help some other people out. Yeah, you no know. doubt. No doubt each one, each one, man. Oh. I always, always appreciate. Oh. All right. Good to hear from you. Yeah, man. Good. Yeah, good to hear from you too, man. I get off. I catch you on uh, Sunday. Absolutely, bro. Happy Friday to you. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. All right. Peace. All right. Peace, God. Yeah, that's crucial information um, that he asked about, man. So, you know, if you want to inquire into your family records, you know, um, a lot of that stuff can be found. You know, I mean, I found all the tribes that were associated with, you know, my grandfather's side, and, you know, even, even some on my mother's side. You know, that's how I found out you know, about the connection with the Iroquois, you know, um, some of my relatives were Lenape, some of them were Cherokee, so it just depends, you know, um, on how far in, into this, you know, research you want to do, how, how how far do you want to go, you know, so that, that's really what it is, but listen, um, that's our time, man, we out of here, um, I really appreciate y'all today, man, it's been a great show. I appreciate y'all energy. Thank you for everybody who came and set in. Uh, I'll be on on Sunday. 
Sunday, you want to tune in, I'm going to be dropping a lot of information on the passport, some stuff that y'all can use. All right. Um, other than that, man, makeballcommerce.com. Got a seminar coming up, St. Louis. Hope to see y'all there. Um, if I got any business with you, make sure that you hit me up. I do have a new number. Um, so if you try to reach me on the other one and I haven't hit you back, um, send me an email or something, and I'll send you the new number, all right? All right, with that being said, man, I'm going to say peace to y'all. Much love. Happy Holy Day. Happy Friday, man. Have a great weekend. Keep your positive energy around you, and uh, stay up. Peace. Way too complicated for me. I hope she's waiting for me. Everywhere she go, they play my songs. That's why I say the things that I say that way. I know you can't ignore me. But so, so, yeah. So give me all of you in exchange for me. Just give me all of you in exchange for me. For me, break it down. Yes, sir. Check. We used to lay up and then stay up, have sex and then blow dang. I shouldn't have played no games with you, just level up my brain. Last time I saw you win speak, that was strange. Guess there's nothing I could do. Man, it's true. X has changed. Yeah. Hey. Guess you changed for the better. Better. I know you know how to make me jealous. I was never loyal, let you tell it, yo. But I'm ready to fix it if you ready, baby. So, so. Yeah. So give me all of you in exchange for me Just give me all of you in exchange for me For me For real, Sean Yeah, I know Yeah Is you at two keys or ten roof? Turn up, we until we just getting loose Baby, I'm low-key feeling you Don't be cynical and fuck you over Wanna fuck you over And again, the truth is I ain't really here to start problems Girl, I swear to God, them Hoes can't never say they got him Know how bad you wanna tell him Don't try him I don't wanna tell him, let's surprise him I don't wanna get into it, why you stressing him? I've been driving back and forth from Louisville to Lexington Mileage on the whip Got your ass in my grip College, make you wanna strip Nah, girl, I got a job for you Swear to God, I could do a lot for you Saw you strolling through the campus, I had to stop for you I was scrolling through the gram, girl, I had to follow you Say what's up with you You got my soul